Praise the Lord. We're in, um, I think, our third week of uh, the series Sheep Talk. And uh, that just means, like, all we, like, sheep have gone astray. <laughs> and we need a shepherd. And Jesus looked, and he, he, saw, he saw all of these people scattered, scattered. Like they're off on their own, trying to do life on their own. Just scattered. As, as sheep without a shepherd. And he had compassion on them. In other words, it shouldn't be this way. You're not supposed to be all alone. Samson was all alone, and you know what he did? <laughs> he had no friends. They had to like get people to be his friends to stand up for him at his own wedding. It's dangerous uh, to be alone. That doesn't mean you don't need times of solitude with the Lord. But I'm saying, uh, when you are born again, you become part of a body. And without your part, that body can't function the way it needs to function. There is a salve that you bring with you when you join with others. Actually, you don't necessarily bring it with you, but when two are joined together, there is a salve in the body that allows everything to function properly like the Spirit of the Lord. First uh, Timothy chapter... Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 5. When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in you, this is Paul writing to Timothy, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded that is in you also. Wherefore, you know, faith can be generational. And that doesn't mean just because you're my child that you're born again. Do you understand? I'm not saying that. That's not what the word is saying. But you can pass on your faith. Verse six, wherefore I put you in remembrance uh, you know, thinking of this or because of this, I put you in remembrance that you stir up the gift of God which is in you by the putting on of my hands. Isn't it funny sometimes how a man thinks? Oh, we think, well, uh, I received a gift from God, so it just ought to work. It just ought to be there. Uh, I'm born again, so everything, my, my troubles all are, are all over now. <laughs> they have just begun. <laughs> but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. I don't know if there's anything quite as sweet as victory snatched, or victory in the middle of the jaws of defeat. Do you understand? Like, you feel like everything you feel like, it seems like, it looks like, everything is, everything's going to fail, everything's going under, and you're going under with it, and everything that you've ever uh, thought, uh, you know, it's kind of like your thoughts are turned upside down, but having done all to stand, you stand therefore. 
having been dressed up in his righteousness, having been uh, having the shield of faith in your hand, the preparation of the gospel of peace on your feet. In other words, uh, having done all, you stand therefore and see the salvation of the Lord. I don't know, if you, if you have uh, no trials and everything just goes great for you and you're like a strong person of faith, I don't know, that's like an oxymoron. I don't think you can do that. <laughs> that's called untested faith. That's why I love Psalm 119. talks about the very word of God has been tested and tried and found to be pure. It's been through the fire. It's been through the test. Every test, every challenge, every situation, the word has already been there and conquered. So if we are going to conquer, we're going to do it through the word of God. By standing on the word and standing in the word and standing with the word, not only in our hearts, but on our mouth, on our tongue, coming out of our mouth. The word from our heart being allowed by our mind to come out our mouth. Actually being drawn up from our mind, look to the heart, coming forth. You understand what I'm saying? Like your mind is involved. If your mind has not been changed, you will go down the same paths again. You will, you will go that same way again. But if you can, if you feed on the words of God. If you receive this as it is in truth, the very words of God, your life, number one, your life is over because it's got a whole new beginning. Amen. <laughs> because now you're saying it's no longer I that live, but Christ's now living in me. Think about it. If Christ is living in me, is there a challenge that is too great? Is there a mountain that's too high? Is there a valley that's too low? Is there a river that's too wide? No, because God lives in me. For God, verse 7, has not given us a spirit of fear or timidity, but of power and of love, and you're not going crazy. <laughs> A sound mind. <laughs> Sometimes you need to confess that over yourself. I have a sound mind. In fact, I have the mind of Christ. My mind is sound. My mind is alert. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Therefore, don't be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord. I am not ashamed of the gospel. Why? Because it is the power of God unto salvation. Whew. The gospel is the power. Unto salvation. To him that, what? Believes. Man, if you can just believe, if you would just believe, if you would just believe God, you would see the glory of the Lord. 
your life would turn upside down and other lives would turn upside down. I'm talking like in a good upside down. You think you're right side up right now. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Glory to God. Faith is a surrender of anxiety and self-confidence. And because it is that, it is the way we turn away from the things of the world. This is a definition from a dictionary. <laughs> so you can shout at the dictionary. <laughs> Woo! You know, faith is believing God. Faith is acting on the word of God because you believe it. So in order... Scrolled up there. In order to turn towards God, you have to turn away from something because you are facing something whether you realize it or not. You're either turned towards the Lord Jesus Christ, his lordship, his mastery over every part of life, or you are turned towards yourself and your so called uh, wisdom. Or you're turned towards and their so-called wisdom, their so-called ability, uh, the wisdom of the world. Do you know what we believe is foolishness to the wisdom of this world? The wisdom of this world could never grab hold of the Lord Jesus Christ. It first has to be released. I, I'm not going to grab hold of this. I, in fact, uh, I, don't, I don't understand all of that. This is what I've always known. But I'm, I, I know in my heart there's someone pulling me. It's called, he's called the Holy Spirit. And I am turning towards the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And so faith requires the surrender of anxious thoughts, anxieties, and fears. <laughs> You, you, you cannot act in faith. You cannot pray the prayer of faith. The prayer of faith will raise the sick person up, heal him. <laughs> yeah. But you cannot pray the prayer of faith and have anxiety Amen. and have fear. It, that's not faith. No, that's not possible. <laughs> faith is a surrender of anxiety and self-confidence. I'll just do it myself. You know, I think men are kind of guilty of this more than women. Maybe not. I'm not a woman, so I don't know. But I know like when we're going to move something big, well, actually, we have an we have a, a example here, but we won't have to go into that. <clears throat> Listen, uh, we were in Phoenix, Arizona in 2002, and we, uh, with a... Uh, uh, Kenneth Hagen Sr., and we were in a, um, uh, a meeting there, crusade there, and uh, we rented a, like an auditorium or something. And so we had a 47-foot uh, semi-trailer, and we would unload it, and so we put the ramp out, and, and uh, we had these cases. And at that time, they were something called um, 
uh, let's see here, Eddie, Dylan, Kimber, I don't know who else might need to look this up in the dictionary later, but there's a VHS <laughs> tape, okay? And so, so they had like this VHS tape. It was like about this big. Anyhow, we had racks of these things to duplicate the services, you know, because we video the services, duplicate the services. I was over the video and stuff. And so these two racks were probably like this tall, and they were heavy, 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 heavy. And so uh, normally the guys would unload the truck, and so uh, were we loading or unloading? I think we were unloading. We were unloading the truck, and down this ramp, and one of these big cases, heavy cases, it got caught on something, and it started to fall. Well, you know, the priority is to protect the people, and you can buy new equipment. So it starts to fall, so the guy's like, run out of the way. And so I'm looking, and I'm like, oh, that's not going to be good. Like, that's going to be busted. But no, my wife, Melody... Runs from a distance up the ramp, grabs this big thing and whoo, puts it upright. She's like, "Well, it was gonna fall." She did get in trouble for that, but it didn't break. It didn't break though. Yeah, she says it didn't break though. I But sometimes we say like, "I'm just gonna do it myself," and you know that mentality creeps over into our spiritual life so easily. To where what? How, how are we going to get the answer from God? I'm going to make it happen. I'm just going to do it myself. What do we do? We find like in situations like, I haven't even prayed about that. Why? Well, because we, we start to go through life and, and feel like, uh, well, we can handle this. We don't need to bother the Lord for that. He must be busy. We don't want to disturb him. Why? Because we regard him as a man. But he's God. We shouldn't think of him this way any longer. Faith is a surrender of anxiety and self-confidence and thus means a turning aside from the world. Faith is a surrender of one's own power. It is a surrender of the righteousness achieved through one's own strength. It is a grasping of, a re- of the revelation that comes in the word of God. And if you're going to grasp the revelation that comes in the word, that means it actually requires you to take from the things of the world, turn from those things, and turn to God. The act of faith itself, the act of faith, believing is the act of faith. Believing itself is not 
a worldly action. It's not, you're not doing something worldly when you believe God. The act of faith or believing has its roots in another world. It is the faith of God. That's why Jesus said, Mark eleven twenty two, lay hold on the faith of God. Do you want to see miracles? You want to see something that's impossible in the natural world? You want to see a divine intervention in the ordinary course of nature? Then you just believe God. <laughs> Have faith in God. Lay hold on God's faithfulness. Amen. Grab hold of his faith. That is the most stable substance that you could ever come up with. Yeah that you could ever, excuse me, encounter, that you could ever come in contact with is the very faith of God. Now faith is the substance. Like, like how can I do this? Well, if you're trying to do it, if you're trying to live a godly life, you're trying to experience everything that God has provided and maybe more importantly, you want other people to experience the goodness and the freedom and the life-giving power of God. And you feel like, and just to me, like in my personal experience, there's nothing to this. That just means faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. That means you're telling me you don't have substance in that area. Uh, uh, you remember that I, I love, you guys know I love A.B. Simpson's healing testimony. Remember what he said? He, had, he went away and studied the word for two weeks, day and night, because he would get in the pulpit and, uh, on Sunday and then he'd have to wait till Wednesday till he could recover enough just to study and then he'd study till Sunday, and then all of a sudden he'd, 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 he'd wear himself out again. Couldn't hardly do anything. Two weeks, studied the word concerning healing. Just the word. No other books, just the word. What does God say? Well, what does the word say? Yeah. He said, I be became so convinced that healing not only is the will of God, but is part of redemption, yeah. that it could not be taken away from me. Yeah. He said, so then he, he wrote a declaration like point one, point two, point three. And I'll just paraphrase. And he said, at that moment when I made that declaration, I knew that I had the healing from God in hand. It was mine. And then he said something that to me is real key. He said, I don't know whether my body felt any different or not. I know I did not care. Because I knew he had it in his hand, and if he has it, it's done. That is called faith. You know what that is? That is called turning away from the anxiety that a physical ailment will try to control you with. Well, you can't do this, and you can't do that. You can't be a husband to your wife. You can't be a father to your children. You can't be a pastor to your church. You can't be a, 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 a business owner. You can't be a politician. You can't be this or that or whatever. The devil is evil. Amen. And 
and he wants to permeate every aspect of your life. But in Christ Jesus, he has, his power has been forever severed. He's done. Not only is he done, but the Bible said like he's embarrassed. You know, in Revelation, remember what it says? When we actually see him the way he is, people will be like, is this the one? <laughs> How foolish will you feel? Faith is simply the word of God prevailing over sense evidence. What did A.B. Simpson, 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 Simpson's symptoms tell him? Well, you're getting worse. Probably you're not going to be able to preach anymore now. Probably you better find another uh, uh, way to fulfill the call of God. Probably you better find another source of income. Probably you better find another church to go to because nobody's going to want to listen to somebody that uh, can't walk in health. Probably this, probably that. All the senses. And then the devil sides in with your senses. And the devil will use your senses against you. Hallelujah. Let's go over, ooh, look at the time, praise the Lord. <laughs> okay, let's go. My favorite psalm, Psalm 119. Verse 128. Psalm 119, verse 128. Oh, you know, I'm going to have to back up and read verse 127. Therefore, I love your commandments above gold. Yes, above fine gold. Therefore, I esteem all of your precepts concerning all things to be right, and I hate every false way. That's called faith. So, because why? Romans chapter four. I think I could fit it in. We'll do, we'll do it fast. Verse 17, as it's written, I have made you, speaking of uh, God to Abraham, the father of many nations, before him whom he believed, even God, who quickens the dead and calls those things which be not as though they were. Listen to the voice of God. He calls those things which be not as though they were. Who against hope believed in hope that he might be made the father of many nations according to that which is spoken. So shall your seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead. So if you're considering your own body now dead, you are weak in faith. 
We ought to believe what God has spoken. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, when he was about 100 years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. He was strong in faith. One translation says he grew strong in faith, giving glory to God. He grew strong in faith, giving glory to God. Remember the other, I don't remember who this guy was, but the other one I uh, was telling you about, uh, another minister actually, that had tuberculosis and he went out in the field and, uh, in this little arbor and was gonna die. He's like, I'm gonna praise the Lord so I'm healed or I die. Well, he started confessing praise to God. And what did he do? He grew strong in faith, giving glory to God. Lord, I wanna thank you that I'm healed. I want to thank you that I'm strong. I'll say that sometimes. If I have uh, something come against my body or uh, something I can't do, so I'll say, Lord, I just want to thank you that according to your word, you said I was healed by the stripes of Jesus. So I want to thank you that I am well able to stand up tall. I want to thank you that I can do this. Why do I say that? Because that's what I believe more than I believe the feeling or the circumstance or the other inputs. And because I believe it, I know that therefore the expression of my faith or the working of my faith starts first of all in my speaking, is expressed first of all through my speaking. That's the first action. When I, when I speak a thing into this earth realm, now... It gives a framework for God to fill. Do you understand? If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him up from the dead, from among the dead, he raised him up, you shall be saved. For with the heart, man believes to righteousness or to be right with God or favored by God. And with the mouth, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Confession is made to salvation. When are you saved? Before you confess or after you confess? And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Well, that, that initial, the, the greatest miracle of becoming in Christed, a new creature in Christ, gives birth to all other workings of God. You know, you know, you know, so, so like... <laughs> so you don't actually experience that new uh, sozo, that new salvation until after you confess it. You know what you have before that? 
you have the convicting power of the Holy Spirit before that telling you you need him. You need Jesus. And this is right. Do you know what? After you're born again, it, you are not born again of a different spirit than what you uh, have after you are born again. The Holy Spirit is not two. He is one. So you have the Spirit of God on the inside of you. Once again, leading you and guiding you beyond your own flesh and beyond your own reasoning. Encouraging you. You know, it says that the Holy Spirit will convict you of sin. Why? Because they believe not on me, Jesus said. So you think about that initial working of the Holy Spirit, that he convicts of sin. Well, you know, the way I love to define sin or describe sin is sin is just missing the mark. He will convict the world that you're missing the target because you're not living with Jesus as your Lord. Like, why is this happening to me? I've done all this. I've worked so hard. Do you know the effort I have put into this? Do you know the planning that went into this? Do you know the detail that I put into this? I mean, I know I worked hard, so how can it not be right? of missing the target because they believe not on me. Brother Hagin's foundational ministry scripture, which of course I took as my own as well, <laughs> is except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Do you know you could like labor and put all of your effort into this and do the best that you could do and, and go beyond your own like, you know, like you're exhausted so you're going to keep going and keep going and do this and do that. You could do that your whole life and it could be all in vain because the Lord wasn't in it. Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Also, they labor in vain. Like, in other words, look what I did. Oh, vain man. <laughs> Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain to build it. Staggered not, verse 20 of Romans chapter 4. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Or he grew strong in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully persuaded that that which he had promised, he was able also to perform. Now, let me close with this. When I looked up confession in the Old Testament, and then I looked up confession in the New Testament, you know, the Hebrew word and then the Greek word, respectively, um, when I looked that up, do you know it was like the same thing? <laughs> Different word but kind of meant basically the same thing. And it meant two things. One thing, it meant like confess your sins. 
Confess your mistakes. Confess your failures. The other thing it meant was confess the word of God. Confess the truth, actually. The other thing it meant was praise God. Give glory to God. It means the same thing. Same word used in both contexts. Why do you think that would be? Why do you think that would be, Dave? <laughs> you know, like... Uh, uh, you can look at a mountain. You've probably all heard this illustration. Like if you, uh, if a bunch of people look at a mountain from different sides, it looks different. You might describe it differently. Mm-hmm. Each person would describe it differently. Yet you're talking about the same mountain. Yeah. Like you could look at Little Round Top over in Gettysburg. And you could look at it from one side and you say like there's like a bald patch where there's no trees right there. But you could go to the other side of that mountain and you're like, it is covered in trees. There's trees all around this mountain. But you only saw the one side. So, if you confess your sins as a believer, he's faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Uh, Hebrews says, the confession of our lips giving thanks to his name or the fruit of our lips, excuse me, the fruit of our lips making confession to his name literally is how we like to say it. But actually it says uh, the, the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. So what is that? Do you realize when you start to look to God and you look at God and you, you see him as he is, as much as a human can see him as he is, that you're like Isaiah, like, oh, woe is me. I'm undone. I'm a man of unclean lips. And then what? You start praising God. So you know, like, if you have something that's standing between you and the Lord that's kind of bothering you, you ought to, like, confess that thing and get rid of it. And you know what will happen if you actually do that? You will begin praising the Lord. But you know what? You could actually live a life and you could make a mistake and you could be like, hallelujah, you are good. You make no mistakes. You do nothing wrong. You are good in all of your ways. In other words, the reason that those uh, definitions have both extremes is because it is the same a thing. What is the difference between confessing a mistake that you made uh, that you did, you made it, and confessing that the Lordship of Jesus Christ? In other words, if I'm going to come and I'm going to say, you know what, I, I made a mistake, I shouldn't have done that to the Lord, I am saying, You're perfect, I'm not. You are Lord, I'm not. You are worthy. And the only reason that I am worthy is because you chose me and you live in me and you made me worthy. In other words, apart from you, I am not. Apart from you, I couldn't even approach. But with you, I become what you have always dreamed that I would be. Now I can really live. So when we talk about confessing, we talk about confessing or declaring the word of God, we are talking about turning away from ourselves, from anxious thoughts, all that we could come up with ourselves and turning to God. And when you do that, you will be praising and thanking and glorifying God. And when you are praising and thanking and glorifying God... When you're praising and thanking and glorifying God, what, where does it say that? 
you stagger not at the promise of God through unbelief. In other words, you could be like, man, I've been in unbelief. But you don't live there. You're like, okay, Lord, forgive me. I was in unbelief. Hallelujah, that your blood, the blood of Jesus goes beyond my unbelief, goes beyond my mistakes, goes all, all, all you know, makes me more than enough. Stand with me if you would. Hallelujah. So, when you come to receive Jesus Christ as Lord, you're not saying that you're born again or that Jesus is Lord because you feel like it or because you reason it out or because you actually physically saw him raised from the dead. But you're saying it because the word says it and you have decided as an act of your will to believe that word. You're not saying that you're well because you feel well. You're saying it because the word says it and you believe it. You're not saying that you're prosperous because you see great abundance in your bank account or in your material possessions. You're saying it because the word says it and you believe it. And then that creates the reality in your life. Walking by faith and living by faith is the only correct way to live the Christian life. And that means that we are not governed by what we see around us. But we are governed by what God has said and what God has done. And that comes into our life in a way that we can interact with it when we believe and speak. God has made the human spirit a speaking spirit like himself. God spoke and the world was. He said, let there be light and there was what? Light. So you find in the word what you want to see in your life and you chew on that word and you speak that word. In other words, like healing. You, you chew on the word concerning healing. Why? Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the rhema of God or the word of God that becomes real to you. But you don't have to wait until uh, you feel like it's real to you. You just decide as an act of your will, you know what? I esteem your word above every, or your precepts above everything else to be true. Because I esteem that, even though I don't understand this right now, I declare that I am healed by the stripes of Jesus, that Jesus himself nasad or lifted off of me every sickness, every disease, every hint of that, every hint of poverty, every hint of mental illness, every hint of depression. It's been like removed from me according to the ability of God himself to remove a thing. And so you just declare that and there's nothing so sweet as declaring it in the face of circumstances that say everything and feel everything the opposite. So I want you right now, you pick something in your life that looks impossible. You just get it in your heart. And then I want you to speak to that thing.
even a relationship. You can't speak to a person, but you know you can speak to relationships. God is the, my Lord. Every time someone comes to Jesus Christ, it is a restored relationship. I mean, he's like the author of relationship, and he is the restorer of relationship. He heals the brokenhearted. So I want you to, you, you to take something, and then um, as Dave begins to sing, then um, I want you to first take that to the Lord, and then I want you to make a declaration out of that. In other words, if, uh, if uh, I have something financial, for instance, then I'll say, you know, Lord, I'm going to declare your word concerning this financial situation because I believe you and what you said over I believe my own ability to make this happen, over my uh, boss's ability to make this happen, over my firm's ability to make this happen, over any other input. I believe your word. And of course, if it's finances, then I would say that I take authority over uh, this money in the name of Jesus. I command the devil to take his hands off of it. Minister and spirits go cause the money to come. And then I would say, Father, I thank you that this such and such amount of money is mine in Jesus' name. All right, go ahead, Dave. Glory. Hallelujah. Oh, Father, we thank you. Glory. Thank you, Lord, Glory for your goodness and your mercy. Father, we just bring our requests before you. We thank you, Father, that your spirit leads and guides and directs us, even makes the things from you real to us. I pray for each and every person right now that you'd make real to them, real to us, exactly what you want us to declare, exactly what you want us to stand on. Father, that we would stir up the gift of God that you've put in us. We'd stir up the things of your word and the things of your spirit, that we wouldn't live halfway or below what you have provided for, but Father, we'd live on the top. We'd be the head and not the tail like you said we are. We'd live like it. We'd experience it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Every head bowed and every eye closed. If you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, uh, he loves you. He, he wants you in his family. There's nothing you could produce on your own to make you right. He's actually done it all. You have to come just as you are. If that's you this morning, online or here, I want you to slip up your hand and we will pray with you and we will pray for you, but God will do a work in you. Hallelujah. If you're here this morning and you've never been baptized in the Holy Ghost, you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost comes on you and be witnesses for me and of me. If you're here this morning and you've never been baptized in the Holy Ghost, initial evidence is speaking in other tongues, and you'd like to be, slip up your hand. We'll pray with you and for you. The Holy Ghost will come on you. Jesus will baptize you in the Holy Ghost and fire. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word, that your word is our stability, that your word is our firm, unchangeable, unmovable foundation. And Father, we declare today. Now I'm going to say something that I want you to repeat after me if you agree in your heart. 
I will stand upon the word of God. I will act upon the word of God. I will let the word of God by the spirit of God have dominion over me. I esteem your words, Father, above everyone else's words. Your precepts, your rules for living, I esteem those more highly than any rules that man could give. I am born again. I am filled with the Spirit of God. I am healed by the stripes of Jesus. I am prosperous because I'm not under the curse. Jesus became a curse for me so that I didn't have to be under a curse. So I live free. I live full of joy. Every anxious thought. Father, I give to you right now. I'm not going to try to make it happen. I'm just going to let it happen. I'm going to believe you. I do believe you. So I enter into rest. I stop laboring and working at it. And I enter into the rest of faith. In Jesus' name, amen.